let's let's have those four again. So okay, so, so establish expertise. So that's so, yep. and, and if we take it to the real estate world, because that's your audience, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have you? Is this your first house, or is it your twentieth house, or is it your hundredth house? Whatever it is, establish that ex- expertise to people. Now, that doesn't mean you necessarily have to tell them. If you're doing a video just by yourself, you may not say, "Oh, I've been in here for a hundred houses," or whatever. You may not say that. But looking professional or doing this enough that people see you and go, oh, that's so-and-so again, there's your expertise. So uh, doing that, you know, you can do that by topic. You're listening to the REI Branded Podcast. It's for you, the busy real estate investor who wants to stand out from the crowd and attract the right leads, right partners, and right clients every time. My name's Paul Copcut, and each week we'll be looking to decode and uncover what makes a real estate investor brandtastic and how you can apply it to your real estate investing business. Each episode is intended to be valuable, cut to the chase, and actionable so you can begin to implement quickly and easily to get the results you want in your business. Thank you for listening. Now let's get to work on making you brandtastic. Well, welcome to REI Branded. And today I am joined by a friend, colleague, and even I would say mentor to to a degree in terms of some of the things that Bruce has encouraged me to do, including a podcast that he's been on at me for <laughs> years to do and finally got me got me to do it. Um, so uh, Bruce Outridge of Outridge Productions. Welcome, Bruce. Thank you for having me. Good to good to finally be on your podcast. How long have we been talking about this? <laughs> yeah, or a couple of years at least. Yeah. <laughs> you needed a little pushing out of the gate. Now you're a star from like- <laughs> <laughs> So Bruce is a expert in uh, well videography, but then also podcasts and content content marketing. I think generally would be a good description yep. to kind of cover what Bruce uh, and his company. Uh, does so, Bruce. Tell tell us a little bit about what you do, and then we'll get into some detail. Perhaps uh, particularly around videography, I think would be interesting to the audience. So. That, that'll take the whole show if I start telling you all the things I do. So we'll, we'll cut it down to just a couple. So uh, I consider myself a media entrepreneur, if that's even a thing. I don't know if it's a thing, but that's the way I kind of look at it. Couple podcasts, television show, radio station, do video production for events mostly. Uh, uh, right Club being one of them. Uh, and, uh, you know, just, uh, I'm an artist as well, cartoonist. So there's lots of stuff going on and I like to mix it. It all mixes together in some way and somehow, but, uh, I think for your audience, probably some video, uh, video production tips might be, uh, a way to go down this road for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think with real estate investors, uh, you know, or, or generally, I think a lot of people are fearful of video. So maybe that's a good place to start would be, what are some things that people, can do to allay those, those fears? Um, just do it. And I know that sounds like a Nike commercial, but it's really not. It's just, uh, the more you do it, the more comfortable you, I I mean, we're at our podcasts, you know, a couple of our podcasts, we're at 600 something episodes. Now I wasn't that way when I was the first episode, you know, I was very nervous, like everybody else, same with the television show, what do you do? 
but the more you get out there, the easier it is. So just doing it is probably the biggest tip. Probably the second thing I can say is to have fun with it. It's amazing how people change as soon as they go, I'm going to make a video. Now they're worried about their hair. Now they're, you know, I do a lot of event stuff and I let, I love on location. That's one of my specialties. I just have fun with people. I don't care how people look. I don't care about any of that stuff. It's about having fun. And if you can put that energy and, and when I say energy, if you think of, um, you know, when someone's asking you about your favorite book recipe, whatever product you want to put in there, and you, you don't have any ties, you're not trying to sell it, but you just were excited about it. You got a new car, whatever it might be. You are enthusiastic and you have a lot of energy. And if you could share that in your videos, the same as if you're telling somebody, hey, look at this cool place being real estate, you know, maybe it's a cool house. Why would that person like it? And that's going to probably help put a lot of energy, get it away from you. As long as you get it off yourself and onto whoever you're trying to help, that's when the videos get a lot better. So are you suggesting that videos shouldn't be too scripted? Is that a uh, you know, I, I script, I script them, but I don't let people know. So even my interviews, my podcasts, you got to do your preparation. That's what takes the ease off. That's what makes it look easy. Uh, most of us think that, you know, oh, Bruce is just out there on location. And yeah, something's, sometimes you're on location with no script. But in my head, I have a script. Whenever I've got a guest on a podcast, I've always done the questions ahead of time. I usually have them beside the computer. The guest can't see it. In case I stumble and go, well, I don't know what to say next. But I, don't, I very rarely have to read them. If you've ever written a book, and I know you've done many uh, columns and stuff, whenever you write something, it stays in your head, but you get it out and it takes the worry off. So when you do that, just by writing out the script, even if you don't have to show it to anybody, you now have the script in your head. And after you do, let's say you were to show 10 houses after the fifth house, you'll know what to say. Like, you know, even an interview is the same thing. You're establish, establish expertise, you know, find out what they're doing now, get into the meats of your topic and find out where they can go. Those are the four things you can do any interview. If you remember those four things, you can do any interview without a, a, a script. If you know what the topic okay. is. Let's, let's have those four again. So, okay. So, so establish expertise. So that's so, yep. and, and if we take it to the real estate world, because that's your audience, mm -hmm. uh, you know, have you, is this your first house or is it your 20th house or is it your hundredth house? Whatever it is, establish that ex expertise to people. Now that doesn't mean you necessarily have to tell them if you're doing a video just by yourself, you may not say, Oh, I've been in here for a hundred houses or whatever. You may not say that, but looking professional or doing this enough that people see you and go, Oh, that's so-and-so again, there's your expertise. So uh, doing that, you know, you can do that by topic of saying, here's a house. This is what I think of it. Or as far as why it's a good buy for you, that's going to show your expertise. Um, tell people what you're doing now. Hey, look at this cool house I've got. You know, I just came on the market. It is single detached. I don't even know that stuff. You guys know that <laughs> single detached, whatever. Uh, look at this cool buy. Like it's got, it's got its own swim up driveway. <laughs> Get making this up. Oh, okay. So now here's what's going on now. And then your topic might be, here's why you should buy that house and go into maybe the details, do a walk around, whatever it is that uh, you do as a real estate agent to uh, showcase a house. That's what you do. And then where could you learn more about this house? You know what? You can go back to my website or how, how, wherever you put things like that. You, you would show them where to go next or what to do next. It might be to call you. And some of that stuff with video can be done on the screen. So while you're saying, here's how you can get more information on that, that phone number might go across the bottom, your website, whatever, whatever the, the contact information is. So those four steps go for everything. 
If you listen to any interviews, if you listen to any, uh, you know, think of the news, all the reporters, they use the, uh, the, the W's, right. You know, when, why, where the five W's and the how or whatever. So it's the same thing for everything. It's just, you've got to put it into your own context context and make sure that it doesn't sound canned because people don't believe it when it sounds canned. So you've got to make sure that it doesn't sound canned. Right. That's, that's a good point to, yeah, good point. And what about length of videos? Because some people are kind of fearful, oh, you know, I, I, well, I guess there's two extremes. One is I've got to keep it short because people's attention spans are, are short or others say, well, you've got to be more than 10 minutes because then that helps you on YouTube or wherever else you're posting it. So, Well, I, I'm, and as you know, because you and I have known each other for a long time, I don't believe any of that stuff. And I, and here's why, whatever. And I think someone else, cause I heard your other, one of your other podcasts, someone else said the same, whatever it takes to describe whatever you're trying to describe is how long it should be. I don't care if it's 10 or two or five or whatever. If it takes you 10 minutes to get that point across, whatever it might be, then do 10 minutes. If it takes two minutes, do two minutes. What people worry, worry about is the platforms. That's why they're worried. Should it be 10? Should it be two? Forget that. I can tell you right now, YouTube is doing a, um, they're trying to catch up with TikTok. Everybody's trying to catch up with TikTok. So YouTube has what they call, um, oh, uh, I just lost it. It's, um, I'm going to have to look at it. It's where they're, they're calling it sports, or I think it's sports is what they're calling it or smart, something like that. I got to, I'll find the name for you. What they're doing basically is you do a, the video has to be vertical under a minute. And then you put, uh, whatever that tagline is, which I will find for you. Um, and basically they're pushing that out more because they're trying to get with TikTok. So if you put a minute video right now, you're actually going to go probably farther than if you put a 10 minute video, but again, it depends on the audience. It's hard for me to show a, a truck or something in, in one minute. Right. So depends what it, what you're trying to do with it. Forget the platforms, do what's right for your customer. Is it good to send your customer a one minute video? You know, uh, the way I do it, a lot of people don't realize this on Twitter. Twitter is something I use and Twitter is a good example of this. So pe I will get people who say, make me multiple videos that can be put on Twitter. And I go, why? Why don't you just use the same one? If you take a 10 minute video on, put it on Twitter, Twitter will only allow you to take up to about a minute of that. So what you do is you uh, pick a part in the video. You, there's a slider. You slide across to where you want in the video and you press trim and it will trim it down to a minute. And then you can use the same video tomorrow, use the same video, do it in a different spot and press trim. Every day you're putting up a minute of that 10 minute. You can do that 10 days in a row, a different spot, the same video. So is that a good way to tease a house? You know, you do a 10 minute video of showcasing a house and one day you go, here's the front room and you just trim the front room, then boom. Call me more. If you want more about this house, call me more. The next day you do the dining room. Whatever, you know, you don't have to make up multiple videos. People are worried about the platforms and that's not really what they should be doing. So it's learning the tricks of those platforms with your one content that you have. Great tip. Didn't know that at all. So um, what about equipment? Now, I know you've got a lot of professional equipment, but people don't need to necessarily have that, do they? No, no. Um, the phones are amazing these days. I've got the latest Apple phone or I don't know if it's the latest. It was the latest last week. It's probably <laughs> outdated now because it's been a yeah, whole no, it's outdated now. It's outdated. <laughs> but, uh, but no, your phone, if you have a decent phone, a phone will do a lot. So as far as the video, it will do a lot. So it's not so much the equipment. A lot of people get caught up in this. You need to have good audio. So if I was to spend some money on equipment and I was going to, let's say I'm, I'm a real estate agent, I'm just going to use my phone. 
go buy an external mic that you can clip onto your lapel there. And, and so that you have some decent audio or, or, you know, and, and watch the, those things, uh, even the earbuds that come with, uh, you know, I mean, the earbuds for Apple, I don't know, it's something like two or $300. That's more than you'd pay for a microphone in most places, right? Okay. So uh, you can use those if you want. The next thing you have to watch is things like the wind condition, right? Because wind will come through the audio and it gets hard. So you've got to remember, people are watching. It's got to be clear audio. However you want to do that, do not feel you have to go spend a lot of money and get uh, a stand or a tripod or something. The worst thing is shaky video. That's the worst thing you can have. So get some way of, of propping it up or whatever, uh, or supporting it so that your video is not shaky, decent audio. And those are the two things you really have to worry about. Okay. Wonderful. What is the, what is the challenge around regular content? How often should people be posting videos i mean again does that depend on the marketplace depend on the customer or the platform or i i i mean it's gonna you you've got to be consistent it's probably the biggest thing it doesn't really matter when you post uh you know if you post once a week then try to be the same time every week uh if you're a real estate agent where the hottest house comes up whenever you might just want to post whenever and that might be a that's its own tactic of making people subscribe to you so they can get the latest thing. It, it really, uh, most people will do once a week. If you can do every day, that's a lot. Uh, as far as making the content, it's it gets easier the more you do it. So the first couple of times you do it, it's going to be like, wow, that took me two hours to make a five minute video. And you're going to go, I don't have time for that. But the more you do it, the faster it comes. And before you know it, you'll be taking 10 minutes to make a five minute video and you're done. And so, and, and doing it all the time, looking around all the time, like you can walk down the street and you could say, Oh man, look at the houses on this street and maybe showcase the street. Like just, you can make content from anything. If you keep your eyes open, content is in front of you all the time. So that's probably one of the biggest things. That's a, that's a good tip because Real estate investors in particular for their website, uh, what I'm recommending and what I'm seeing other people recommend is now having sub-location pages or even neighborhoods because yeah. you've got to try and stand out. You can't just say, I'm a real estate investor that buys houses in Ontario because there's thousands of people that will say the same thing. But if you suddenly focus in on a particular neighborhood and then produce video, so taking that a stage further around video is there a is there a benefit or a value in getting that video also transcribed um depending on what you're doing with it uh if it was for a technical product like let's say i'm going to show someone how to how to uh sign into is it mls i don't even know the listings <laughs> is it mls listing for real estate let's say i'm trying to get someone to sign into mls i might make a video and transcribe it because so that they can follow step by step so that might be a, an area where they transcribe i generally don't transcribe uh and i don't read anybody's transcript <laughs> transcripts uh i i think you should be get very good at doing summaries and, and the title and the summary and thumbnail are probably the biggest thing. So get really good at writing what that video is about in a way that would attract the, uh, attract the user. Uh, transcribing it is again, I 
people do it all the time. And I just go through, like, I don't care. I just want the part where here's what this video is roughly about. And you want them to watch the video. If you tell them everything in the transcription, why should I watch the video? Or I might see things that, ah, oh, there's not really much here. And then I move on when really there is a nugget in there. So you've got to be careful with transcription. If it was technical where someone has to follow steps or something like that, then yes, I would probably take that extra step. But I personally don't. I'm not crazy about it for general topics uh, like that. And you mentioned thumbnails. Uh, any tips on what makes a good thumbnail? Well, people used to do the one where they go, <laughs> you know, and they outline <laughs> themselves in chalk. I don't know why they want to be a murder victim right up front, but uh, that's uh, that was the that was the uh, the norm for a while there. Now it's actually going back the other way, where it's just whatever is in your in your content, you know, just a general, I don't think it really matters. Um, I think the title is probably more important than the thumbnail, but the thumbnail needs to attract them. If you think of on, on, you know, YouTube, a YouTube page, there's multiple mm -hmm. videos. It needs to stand out. I, so I think branding and you're the branding expert, but I think branding's important. I uh, use a lot of the same colors, those kind of things, but the images will change. And I think as long as it's uh, a fun video and, something that's going to, you know, when you pick a, let's say you're picking a picture out of your video to be the thumbnail, make sure it's an attractive one. Like if it's going to be a house, you know, make sure that your video or you take some pictures of the best position of the house, whether it's a corner shot or the door, whatever might be the most attractive feature of that particular place. Make sure that that is up front so that if that's whatever attracted you to that house will probably attract somebody else. Uh, if you just put up a picture of a house and it's the back side shot or something, it's not going to make anybody really get excited about it. So I don't think you need to have a, a fancy thumbnail. If you've been consist consistent with your content, people will get to know you and follow you. And it's about having that particular uh, particular shot that would attract them to that video. The, sh the shot has to do, has to help the video. Like it should tell them what this is about. So if you're putting pictures that are not really about what the video is, then that's probably the biggest thing is to make sure it, it matches what the video is about. There's a direct correlation. Okay. And now we're seeing, so taking video a stage further, we're now seeing live video. Yeah. Any, any thoughts or uh, insights into, into live? Well, I do live all the time. I was just doing it this afternoon for real, for real estate. I think live would be a great way to showcase a house. Uh, you know, you're in the house, go and go ahead and, uh, you know, do a live video while you're in that house and, and talk about it right there. It will save afterwards. So you still have the video to put up on YouTube or wherever you want to put your stuff, but do that live now, get people excited. Uh, you know, use something like wherever the audience hangs out the most, maybe like, let's say a Facebook, just to be a, uh, you know, if you're on Facebook, let people know that at 12 o'clock, I'm going to be showcasing this greatest buy. You'll only see it once and go and do a walkthrough of the highlights of that. And then say, contact me if you want any more, like lives are, lives are great. What you have to worry about lives though, is you have to remember to give people time to come on because it takes a couple minutes for things to get going. And what I find a lot of people do is they lose it. As soon as you press the, um, the the record button on your, you are live. So I have a friend who he's live and he's got a countdown timer and he sits there and he's doing this and all of that. And he goes, we'll be live in a second. I'm going, no, you're live right now. I'm actually watching you do all of this. So <laughs> you're live. Why we got a countdown timer? 
yeah, he's waiting for people to come on, but that's the wrong way to use this. So the way mm. I do it is I will often go live and maybe play a song because I'm doing radio, my radio station. So I'll play a song and put up uh, some kind of a video in the, that people can watch of the ocean or trucks or whatever it is I'm doing. That, that gives people a couple minutes to get on where the video starting, but you can, if you go back and look at your lives, it started whenever you press that button, even though people may not have started showing up until three or four minutes later. So think about the start of it. If you're sitting there going, okay, I think we're live and uh, is this on? And that doesn't make me want to stick around because we're all going to go by mm -hmm. and go, okay, keep going. You need to be ready to go. The minute you go live, it should, hey, we're here, we're live. Hey, don't worry if nobody's on because they're going to come on during your video. And when you share it later, those people are going to be watching it and they're going to watch it from the time that you go, hey, we're on. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're ready to go. When you press that button, it's like, forget if anybody's on, you are on with a hundred people. That's how you got to think about it. Okay. What else should people know about video? What Anything else that you feel is critical to successfully use that medium? Um, well, it's probably one of the, it's, it's the top medium for content, right? So uh, video is probably the strongest thing. Uh, whether you're trying to build a YouTube channel or not, or not, not going to get into, I know you just had a guest on not too long ago about SEO and all that kind of stuff. So you've already covered that. Uh, but video is powerful because people can actually see what's going on. And uh, you know, it, it's best for SEO because if you're using YouTube, it's owned by Google. So that's, that's real powerful there, but it's a way of really engaging people and showing them. So if you've got a good personality, if you've got a personality who is really gung ho and yeah, you know what, this is exciting. And man, I can't believe I saw this house. And, you know, if you were to go and do it and say, man, look at this pool, you will not believe the pool I just saw in this house. And then you turn the camera to that pool. Like, you know, you haven't even seen the pool. I'm not even interested in the pool, but I'm going to look in and go, I got to see this pool because it sounds like it's going to be a really awesome pool. So it's keeping that kind of thing going. That's the energy of video, which is really cool. Testimonials have probably got to be the biggest thing. If you're not getting testimonials with video, it's very hard to do because people don't necessarily want to do it. Um, but maybe you could get someone to record one, even if it's a bad video for testimonials. If you can get one of your customers to say, yeah, I had a really good experience, uh, you know, working with this person and buying this house and can send it to you, even if it's a 30 second, you know, you can still use that. You can always kind of clean it up with your branding and put it up. And that's a really powerful thing for all of us. Never mind just real estate people. Right. What about other content? What other tips and insights do you have? What, where are you focusing content marketing for your clients? And um, I'm, I'm all over the place because I started writing and I still write. I still like to write articles. I started blogging in 2007. I'm still a big blogger to this day. There is a lot of power in articles. Uh, so, and of course, podcasts. I'm, I'm into podcasts and radio and television. I'm in all of the medium. I still like to write. And sometimes that's the power of the video is writing the article. So people are all about video, 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 video. You know where I get a lot of my views are when I create that video and then I create an article and I embed the video within the article on my website or whatever. And then people are going through the article and then, hey, this video is a tip or what have you. And I know we, we've talked about this and done this to each other ourselves. And it's great because you're getting views that are people not necessarily on YouTube and people who are really interested in what you have to say. So a lot of people think that it's all about the video and video is important, but you know, writing an article about how to buy the best house or, you know, showcasing a house that you've maybe sold in the past and going, 
this is why this was a great buy. Or uh, I know we have a mutual friend who was doing lives, I think every week. And, you know, he was really establishing his expertise, which is really, you know, he did live videos, but if you can write an article around that. So the way I do my podcast, I might have three pod, three or four podcast episodes for that month that kind of have a theme this month. It was book writing, let's say. So I will uh, write an article on, Hey, have you ever thought of writing a book? And and here's a tip. And then one tip was, oh, using this kind of a writer, or using this kind of a writer, or here's how you get your book published. Those were all four separate videos within that one article that was all themed around writing a book. So what can real estate agents do for their clients? You know, what are their clients asking? And this is the probably the most important part of the video is not the video. It's answering the question to what the client says. So what are your clients asking you regularly that could be put into a video and a, an article to explain to them, which I put on my website. So when someone comes to me and says, Bruce, how do I do this? Like I've had a number of people since the pandemic asked me about podcasting. I have a mini podcast course, which was a seminar I did back in 2019. I kind of grouped it together and it sits on my website. And I probably have shared it three times this week because I got three people who are asking about podcasts. And instead of me explaining the equipment and all of that kind of, it stops at a certain point. It just goes up to like the equipment and guests and stuff. But I send it to them. I go, here's my mini course on uh, podcasting. Now it, that that's it. They, you know, the next step is working with me if they can't get that far on their own. So using video or a combination to answer people like an FAQ. So answering yeah. people's questions that you don't have to answer every time. That's right. That's right. And real estate agents, I'm sure get a ton of questions, you know, how to buy a house and how's the financing work. And like I said, our mutual friend there, he was getting different experts from the mortgage agents to insurance and all of those to come in and do mm-hmm. so that people, so you, you, you can do it on your own. You can invite other people in, um, you know, you can make a whole TV channel out of it if that's what you want to do. Uh, but but really, it's answering people's questions, which is showing your expertise, which is number one of the video. So now you don't have to do it on the video. People already know who you are and know that you know what you're talking about. And then if you can showcase that and help them, if someone can help, you know, knows that you know someone who can help them get that house or whatever, um, that's going to go strong for you and they're going to work with you. What about tips for things you shouldn't do when it comes to Maybe not just video, but content marketing and generally. I think since the pandemic, being dressed is number one tip. You must have your pants on or your dress for those ladies. <laughs> I think that's the probably we've seen that about two or three times too many already through the pandemic. Um, I, I, I think there's a, uh, and I see this in photos too, and I know that you have because you are a LinkedIn expert of people putting up too casual a picture for what they're doing. So, in my, you know, for your videos, if you're doing videos, it's it's okay to show your lifestyle, your personal personal side. That's that's always helpful, but there's also a limit to that. Um, you know, you know, you know, I love beer, but if I was to drink beer on every video that you saw, you'd be saying Bruce is really a lush, right? Uh, for me, I, um, you know, certain videos there, you know, I just changed my shirt for you. And I know it's probably not dressy to you, but I, I've got a collar, which makes it dressy for me. I was in a t-shirt before that because I was doing a fan club draw for my radio station. So, I always wear a hat when I'm doing my trucking stuff, right? I don't wear a hat when I'm doing this stuff. So it's thinking about your brand. And I know that's your, your deal there. Think about your brand. Not so much that you can't uh, show that you're at a company picnic or something or show a highlighters, but be careful what you're showing because you want to 
you know, I, I don't want to sound like it's, you know, only the good stuff, but really it is only the good stuff. You don't see my wife and I fighting on, on, on social media. We, you may, we may, we fight, but we won't fight on social media. So I think that's where I see a lot of people going wrong. Um, I will ask people for a picture and they will send me a picture of them at the beach in their bathing suit. That's not what you, sh if you're trying to be a pr professional real estate agent, that's not what you should be showcasing at the same side, always showing me in that perfect corporate shot doesn't help me make it more believable, you know, or, or as I've heard you say before people using, uh, there was one the other day where oh, I was reading it on an article and this lady was in her sixties, the picture looked like she was 18. So she's obviously still using a picture from when she was much younger. Uh, you know, and I'm going, okay, so really how, how old, not, not that I care how old she is, but who is she? Because this girl was, looked like she was 21 in the picture. And I'm reading about a lady who's been driving for 40 years. Like there's no way that you could be 21 at this point. So, you know, I think that's making it believable. Stop using just the one shot. And it's the same for video. The way you want people to perceive you is the way that you have to um, be, be in the video. And you and I are both speakers, right? You know, what's the rule, general rule? You always dress one step above your audience if you know what that is, right? So to some people, that's a suit. To others, it's uh, clean jeans. Like it really depends on your audience, right? Good point. Good point. Okay, a couple of questions I like to ask guests. So uh, we'll put you on the spot a little bit. Oh, yeah. um, oh I didn't favorite. throw you. I got to throw you off. That thing is called shorts. I just came back. <laughs> the YouTube thing. If you put okay. hashtag shorts, that's what helps your video. Hashtag <laughs> shorts. Okay. Thank you. All right. So, favorite brand and and why? Favorite brand. Um, I, I tr you know what? I'm going to have to say Apple. I know that sounds so bad when I say Apple because because <laughs> everybody's going, oh, he's a computer geek. Um, but you know what? Uh, and I've been using Apple for years, but if you look at the way you get something in with Apple, their box or whatever, like it's just put together perfectly. Like I want to keep beautiful. the box, right? <laughs> like, you know, and I've kept them and I go, I don't know where else I'm going to keep them. So I have to end up throwing them out, but there it's that perfect. And that's the Steve jobs. If you've uh, read Steve jobs yeah. book, that's his thinking that, you know, and it's part of it's a pain in the butt, right? Cause he doesn't want anything on the front of your computer, which is why all the USB jacks are the back, which are a pain when you're trying to unplug things. I got to always be moving everything. And, but boy, the way they put things together, the way they, um, their brand is known as the best, whether you believe that or not, uh, you know, those kind of things attract me to, there's lots of brands I like, but Apple, I think is probably one. I use a ton of Apple products. I've, I switched from the other side to Apple probably 20 plus years ago and have never gone back. So. I was just about to reach for my box, my old Apple phone <laughs> box. Cause I've kept it. Cause it, yeah. you're right. It's just the way you open it and it just makes you feel like you've made this great investment in a what is effectively just a phone yeah and i mean yeah. they have they have their problems and their updates and stuff like everybody else but uh you know i always tell people if you're buying apple you know if you're using an apple use apple for everything like because when you do that i've got ipads and iphones when you plug them in they all just kind of read each other you don't have to do anything whereas the other ones you kind of have to think about it and hook this third party thing up or whatever and did you see, so earlier this week was an Apple, so you're, this will give you an idea of when this was, so this is uh, mid-April, but Apple just had their latest launch day, which is, of course, virtual this time, podcast monetization. So they've just announced the next level up of podcast. Any thoughts on that as a 
Uh, I mean, that's great. Uh, they're the leader in podcasting, right? I mean, 60% of the podcasts go through Apple. Uh, if, you, if you're listening to stats, 60% of all the listeners are all using Apple devices. They have been a leader in podcasting. I think it's good. I personally don't use any of those services for sponsors. My sponsors are all personal relationships that I have. So I know I know who I'm dealing with and uh, that's always been the, the secret to me, but doesn't mean that that's not good. Uh, I think once they get in that, the good thing about that is because they're going to help the smaller smaller podcasts get moving and hopefully build that brand professionally so that they can tap into some of that stuff. But uh, hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see where that goes for sure. Okay. Uh, favorite business book or podcast? Um, apart, from your, apart from your own, of course. Okay. So I, the Paul Kapkadari, <laughs> <laughs> right? uh, you know what I, Oh, there's so many podcasts. Oh, I don't even know where to start with that. Uh, okay. So, I would, I'm going to say a couple, can I say more than one podcast or does it have to be down to sure. one? Nope. All right. I got I to gotta give a shout out to uh, Pat Flynn, Smart Passive Income. That was the one that got me into the space. So I think that is one that I really enjoy, but I got to say uh, Michael Stelzner's the social media marketing jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, is probably one of my favorites too. There's so many. The way I pick podcasts, I don't subscribe to a lot. I choose based on what I'm trying to learn that week or day or what have you. So I'm not subscribed to a lot, but I I've got probably a list of 20 that I kind of you know go through all the time. Yours is in there now, uh, and just see what's going on or you know is this. But I I'm go by thought. But I'd say those are the two. There's Oh, there's so many that I follow and listen to, but I think those are the two that I'm kind of on all the time. I haven't been on Pat's as much as I like to, but I have to say his because he inspired me to get into this whole game. And it's that was six years ago. And look at look at where we are now. That's an interesting tip, uh, which I'd never thought about before is rather than subscribe, because sometimes you do, you, you're on their thing and then you don't listen to three or four because the, you look at the subject and you think, oh, I'll skip that one, I'll skip that one. Uh, uh, and Apple, Apple will stop updating usually after six. Right. Um, so I, I subscribe to my two uh, and, you know, it's, I'm not listening to it to make it sound like I listen, just like to listen to myself, but I like to, li- I don't know about you, but when you're doing an interview, you're not, in you're in the conversation because you're you're dealing with it but you're not listening to it the way someone else would that's relaxed and kind of as a so i always like to listen to mine the day they come out as if i'm now just a customer or what have you and hear the banter and i'm also looking you know did i not did i say um but did i uh you know did the audio turn out right or did i uh you know is the music in the right spot there's been times there was one where i forgot to cut it off in editing so after it stopped there was half an hour of blank silence uh so it showed an hour podcast but it was only half an hour long because there was a in my editing program there was something at the other end that i had forgotten to mute so it showed that it was still I had someone do that to me the other day. So, so those things happen, which is why I listen to mine. I'm always just trying to make it a better experience for the audience. But, um, you know, I like to also enjoy the, I'm going, wow, I, I got a good tip out of my own podcast, which I taped a month ago. And I just go, wow, I, because I was able to hear it the way that we would like to hear it. So that's the way I've always chosen my podcast. Okay. What particular tool or resource are you enjoying using at the moment? Uh, let's see. You're asking hard questions, Paul. And I should know this because I've listened to all your, I knew you were going to ask it. I just didn't plan for it. Uh, so I think, um, as, well, probably 
I'm going to have to say all these video programs. Zoom has got to be the probably the the one I use daily. I'm always on interviews or whatever. I uh, I enjoy Ecamm, which is for videos for live. Um, I think those are probably the two. I mean, I use all the basic Apple apps. I'm not one of these ones who, um, you know, some people will have one CRM if they will that does everything. I'm not kind of pl- part of that plan. Uh, I use the individual apps, but I'm always using reminders, the calendar. We use Google Calendar because we share a calendar, my, my wife and I. But uh, I think that's, it, it doesn't matter what you use. People get caught up in what is this? You know, remember when Evernote, I have not heard of Evernote in I don't know how long. Uh, remember when Evernote was a thing? <laughs> you had to have Evernote or you were not cool? Are you yeah. still using it? I know you were using it at one time. Are you still using it? Yeah, I still I still use it. Okay, I never used it. I used it for know, like one thing. <laughs> I send I send stuff to Evernote, but I very rarely open it. But it's a, I just use it there as to deposit stuff, and I know, okay. and then I know it's there somewhere. But well, I don't. I, I don't. Use, I could use something else, I guess. Yeah, well, I've always just used notes. Like I've never worried about Evernote, and I know it does a lot of things. It can tie in, you know, the contact. You can get their LinkedIn information. All. Well, I don't use my stuff that way, and. I just find that there's stuff that comes and goes, but the basics of, do you have a calendar? Can you book an appointment? <laughs> you know, those are what, if you can do those, you're good. But uh, right. so on. Yeah, I think, I think Evernote, I'm probably hanging in there because I'm grandfathered in at whatever price I signed up at. And I know <laughs> it's a lot more now. So I think from a video perspective uh, that might help your viewers uh, is probably what video editing, because we haven't kind of talked mm, about I was about that. to ask that, yeah. Uh, is probably, and depending on what device they have, I'm, I'm an Apple user, which I just said, so I'm not sure what's on Android, but iMovie is probably a good place for most people to start. It comes free. Uh, I use Final Cut Pro, which is the step above that, more of the professional grade. Adobe, if you have the Adobe um, suite, there's uh, Adobe Premiere and After Effects and all of that. So you can get as fancy as you want. They really all do the same thing. Um, so I think if you're starting out, and I, my daughter told me one the other day, um, I don't even know what it's called, but she said she's using, she's, it's like a Canva and it's another one she's using. Uh, I think it's called InShot or something like that. And she's been, she's been using that and helpful. It doesn't really matter. All you've got to do is learn how to, and you can actually do this in your photos. You just go edit and you can trim it down. So take out some of that dead spot where the squirrel ran <laughs> across the field or whatever, you know, and maybe just trim it down. So you if you want to add some graphics, then iMovie or sorry, some text, then iMovie will allow you to do that. If you need to start getting into what we call a role and B role and C role and all all this kind of stuff, you're going to need a, a bigger program to do that. Um, but maybe that's a good thing to start if you if you if we have a minute. Is uh, what kind of pictures should you take for your if you're doing a home? Right. So, if you think of uh, in the video world, a roll is the main thing. So let's say you were doing an interview, and if you if you look at the news, you'll see how this works. The A role is the interview. So you and I, if I'm doing an interview with you, this is the A role right now that we're doing. It's actually the audio and what we're talking about and all that. The B role is when we get pictures of, you know, your studio or my studio or whatever to go over top of when we're talking, that's considered B roll. So uh, what people may want to do, let's say, put it in the context of uh, shooting a house, uh, our A role is uh, the uh, real estate person possibly doing uh, on camera saying, you know, this is a great buy. You're going to love it. Um, it's, you know, it's a house price, great in your market, close to schools, whatever they're telling the kind of whole thing about it. And then as they go through and they're saying, this is the dining room, this dining room is set for six people. 
instead of showing me on camera talking about the dining room, you want to have the B-roll go over top of your voice where it's the pictures of the dining room, right? So as you're, they're hearing you talk, but they're seeing the dining room. So A-roll is the audio and you, B-roll is pictures. It could be photos or photos or video of whatever you're talking about. If you do do that, and you learn how to kind of edit that in. It's fairly basic editing. But if you learn how to do that, you can actually um, create some pretty compelling videos. If you're doing it live, start using your phone. So you might start off with your phone on you, like you would take a selfie where you're saying, hey, look, I'm in the house and this is really cool. Check out this dining room. Then flip your camera. You know, like to flip your camera so it's the other way. Uh, now you're going to film the, you're still talking because they can still hear you, but now you're going to show the dining room or whatever it is you're talking and then flip back to you when you're finished and go, come on, let's go through the house and you go to the next room and do the same thing. Hmm. And I like that suggestion around, you know, video. I think in people's minds, a lot of the time, they think video always has to be like moving uh, images. But of yep. course, you can interact uh, or intersperse photos in there, and it still becomes part of the overall right. video. So somebody's thinking, I, there's no way I could have an eight-minute showing of a house video, but the eight minutes could be a combo of moving pictures, audio, and still pictures. If they don't, they're, you know, most people are just thinking about, they're thinking about it too hard. If they just went through and just, if you walk through the house and you flip the camera every room while you're talking about it and flip back, go to the next room. If you did that, however long it takes you to do that house, that's how long it should take. And if you're going up the stairs, turn the camera off or tell them if you're live, you can't. So this is where live comes. You know, if you're about to go up the stairs, you're going to get up, you're going to be, you're going to be dying. Right? And you don't, usually you don't want people to see that. So the way to do that is turn the camera on the stairs and you show them going upstairs. So they feel like they're going up with you. And then uh, you can turn it back and you can make it funny. Like, Hey, let's take a break. You know what? <laughs> let's sit on this couch and then you can go sit on a couch or a bed or whatever it is and, and kind of make it fun that way. And people are going to really like it. Uh, another way to do it is, uh, and I don't know what the uh, real estate particulars are, if people are allowed to be around, but actually interviewing people who own the house, like why, why did you buy it? Why is this such a great, I don't know if that's allowed. So I'm going to leave that alone uh, for the real estate agent to decide whether to do that. But maybe getting somebody else on there, or, you know, uh, maybe having somebody look, ex you know, go into the house and do it for you where you just film them and they kind of walk through the house and go look at it's like an unboxing. You ever see a YouTube unboxing video? The whole thing is we don't know what's coming up. And that's why they have kids do it because kids relate to kids. So if a kid's unboxing their favorite toy, the other kids are going, Hey, I need that toy. That's why they work. That's why they have million of views uh, for that. Can you do the same thing with a house? You know, can you unbox a house uh, and show people so that they're excited. You know, people might be watching just to see the decor in that living room. You know how many people are watching houses? You know how many people go to houses, open houses just to see the house? They're not buying it. They're going to, they're going to see the house. So show them the house. <laughs> and I'm thinking from the investor's point of view, if you've got a house that you're looking to sell as, you know, off-market investment property, uh, walking people through the house and saying, well, at the moment it's a single family home, but this is where you could cut in yeah. and have a second unit. And you could even, I'm thinking about people you could bring. Uh, you mentioned earlier financing people, but then also you could have a house inspector. You could have a contractor 
yep. in the house saying, oh, well, yeah, the, if this is the basement conversion, then these are the things you're going to need to look for or be costing in. So that, that could that could really work. That, no, you can do it. You, it's, the creativity is as far as you're willing to think. And if you look at what other people are doing, and I'm really, I, I'm not a fan of people copying others. Like I, as someone who creates myself, I hate when someone copies what I've done, but we all are borrowing ideas if we can say it that way. Uh, but if you look at the news, all you gotta do is watch the news and not watch the news to scream at it. Like I do like <laughs> on that part right now, but watch the news to see how they, how they put a video together. Like when they're talking, what kind of clips do they use? People are sending in clips and they're using that. How are they, how are they doing that? How are they setting it up? Like they change the screen every, uh, it's basically five to seven seconds is the rule. You should change the screen every second, seven seconds. That gets to be a bit much. I can tell you, if you follow that, people are going to start being dizzy. So you've got to watch that you're not moving too fast because the people watching will get sick trying to keep up with you. So you have to move a lot slower. And I don't think you have to move the screen every second, seven seconds, especially if you're talking. But you don't need to do a talking head video either. Like what we're doing today is what we call a talking head video. You're just watching me talk, um, you know. But so if we were to do like, let's say you were putting out this whole video as a video a discussion, you would want to get some B-roll or this would kind of get boring after half an hour of just you and I. I know we're good looking guys, but <laughs> it probably wouldn't go over There's well. only so much we can win. Yeah. yeah. So you might want to think about great, that. Great tips. Great insights. Okay. Uh, final question from my end uh favorite quote just do it <laughs> that sounds like that. Keep it in no that's yeah that's pretty well you know that's my kind of my mantra for everything is to just just get started is one that i use all the time but just do it is the same thing just and it's true just it, that's for sports but just just go and do don't worry about how bad or good it is just go and do it nobody on facebook it comes back and go Oh man, that was really terrible video. Like I've seen some terrible video and I still watch them. So, you know, you're watching for the person or the content or however you connected with them. And some of them are funny. Some of them aren't, uh, you know, you've got to watch your opinion on video. This is probably the other thing. And it goes back to the whole branding thing. You know, you've got to be careful. I always tell people no swearing. Uh, you know, you don't want to, if you're going to put your opinion, make sure, you know, it's not going to, diffuse whether someone buys the house or not those are kind of the things i guess but i'm sure people know that they don't need to hear me say that um it's probably I, think I think you've i think you've underlined what you've been talking about and and sharing is just get started don't overthink yeah. it yeah yeah just get point the phone out point shoot the a video. Shoot, you know and uh, learn how to keep it stable learn how to you know, how, how does the audio sound? If you just talk into the phone, it's not going to sound very good. You need to get some kind of a mic. What do you have? Maybe you have something already. If not, what can you buy for, you know, 50 bucks or something that will improve that? How, you know, and then you get creative because once you figure out, like I've got all of these clamps, I can't get it up. I'll be off camera, but uh, I've got a clamp for everything. And these clamps are really cool uh, because you can just clamp it onto a a door or clamp, you know, and that can hold your phone or whatever. So you may want to think about, okay, when I go to a house, what do I normally have available to me? Do I have a tripod where I can go and stand away from it? Or do I need a handheld thing where I would actually walk through or whatever? If you just try and hold it with your hand, it probably won't work as well. Uh, but you can hold it with two hands if you're going to do that. And, and learn the difference between vertical and horizontal. People take vertical 
uh, video and they think it's cool, it is not cool. It is not what I suggest for video. I would rather take landscape. You can always edit it down if you need to, but uh, I always take landscape video. Unless of course it's YouTube shots, shorts. Well, I still, you know, I still take a, I still take a landscape video. I just edit it okay. to short. <laughs> <laughs> Because it okay. doesn't look good on every platform. So uh, you're better off to take it, to shoot it in editing or shoot it landscape and edit it down so that it's still good for other platforms uh, is probably the big, the big thing. Okay. Any final words of wisdom or um, how can people get hold of you if they want to know more or they want to, to hire um, you for video? If they, they wanna, if they want to find out about my video production work and how I can help, uh, probably bruceoutwardsproductions.com is the best way. If they're looking for uh, marketing tips and stuff, then the Cashing In on Creativity podcast might be of interest to them. It's for creative entrepreneurs, but there's business and books and uh, video tips and all that kind of stuff in there as well. So that's probably uh, probably the two places I would start. Um, yeah, and then they could call you. You'll tell them. <laughs> tell them where to go. Tell them where to find me. I'll send them your way. <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, okay. there's, lot, there's lots of people can do. They just need to get out there and... Uh, the more creative you are with how you're doing your stuff, forget what everybody else is doing. Just how can you make yours better for your particular customer or audience and forget the rest of the stuff and uh, you'll go far. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you, Bruce. We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for sharing your time and, and insights. Really yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm glad I was finally able to be on the REI branded podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're wondering where your real estate investing brand currently stands and some steps to make it more brandtastic, you can download our free REI brand checklist at reibranded.com forward slash checklist. That's reibranded.com forward slash checklist. Thank you for listening and have a brandtastic day.